on the horse he told me about, and sure enough, I won about eight dollars, and was feeling pretty good about the whole thing. When he approached me the next day, beaming, he asked how much I'd won, and I told him. He practically threw me out the window. I gave you a winner, he shouted, and you bet a lousy two bucks? Well, I had figured, if I can pick them better than he could, just how much did I want to risk? He patiently explained that when he gave me a winner, it wasn't exactly because he had handicapped it. It was a sure thing. So he told me he'd give me another, but this time I should put down a real bet. A week or so later, he gave me another horse. I scraped together what I could and bet $20 this time. I won nearly $90, more than a week's pay, and felt like John D. Rockefeller, or Scrooge McDuck, to make a literary reference. The next day we replayed the same scene. He was again outraged at my gutlessness and told me so. After calling me lots of not very nice names, most of which described in colorful and comprehensive detail my lack of brains as well as heart, he told me he'd give me one more, but then that was it. By now I was getting the hang of it, so I borrowed two hundred dollars and handed it over to my favorite bookie and advised him to lay it off, pass the bet along to another bookie, since this was a sure thing, and I didn't want to see him lose all the money that I was going to rake in. He told me he'd risk it. Naturally, and you saw this coming, my horse came in second, and I lost everything I'd previously won and a whole lot more. Next day, he shrugged and said, You can't win them all. This scenario taught me several important life lessons. One is that gambling is really a lot of fun, but you have to be a billionaire or an idiot to do it regularly. The other is that not everything in the world is exactly as it seems, including, and perhaps especially, the integrity of the racetrack. As a result, this revelation made it evident that racetracks and the people who inhabit that world, most of whom I'm absolutely certain are utterly fair, honest, and above board, which is my moment of political correctness for the month, are the perfect background for stories of lying, stealing, cheating, and any other crime you can conjure. Here, then, is the field for murder at the racetrack, that rare field in which everyone is a winner. Lawrence Block has received the two greatest honors that the mystery world can bestow, the Grandmaster Award from the Mystery Writers of America and the Diamond Dagger from the British Crime Writers Association, both for lifetime achievement. Ken Bruin's twenty novels are among the darkest in the history of crime fiction. He has been nominated for an Edgar, and won the Seamus Award from the Private Eye Writers of America for The Guards, which introduced his Galway-based P.I. Jack Taylor. Jan Burke won the Edgar for Best Novel in 2000 for Bones, an Irene Kelly novel. She is the founder of the Crime Lab Project, which aims to give greater support for forensic science in America. She has served on the National Board of Directors of MWA and was the president of the Southern California chapter. Lorenzo Carcaterra is the author of six books, including the controversial Sleepers, which became a New York Times number one bestseller in hardcover and paperback, as well as a major motion picture starring Brad Pitt, Robert De Niro, Kevin Bacon, and Minnie Driver. He is the producer and writer of NBC's Law and Order. Max Allen Collins is the author of more than 30 novels, many featuring Nate Heller, all of whose adventures feature real-life people and some element of actual history. He has made films with Patty McCormick and Mickey Spillane, and wrote the Dick Tracy comic strip for many years. Thomas H. Cook has been nominated for Edgars five times in three different categories, true crime, paperback original, 
and Best Novel, winning the Best Novel of the Year Award in 1997 for the Chatham School Affair. Several of his novels have been filmed in Japan. Pat Jordan is the author of more than a thousand stories and articles for such publications as The New Yorker, GQ, The New York Times Magazine, Playboy, and Harper's. He has also written eleven books, one of which, A False Spring, was hailed by Time as one of the best and truest books about baseball. H.R.F. Keating is one of the grand old men of mystery fiction. As one of Britain's leading critics for more than half a century, and the author of more than fifty books, he was given the Diamond Dagger by the British Crime Writers Association in 1996 for lifetime achievement. John Lesquois is the author of sixteen crime novels, the last thirteen featuring Dismas Hardy, beginning with Dead Irish in 1989, which have become regulars on the bestseller lists. Hardy is named for St. Dismas, who is the patron saint of thieves and criminals.